Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is February 18th, and this is episode number 21. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about Frame Generator inside of Inventor 2008. Uh, we'll also talk just briefly on a labs tool for Inventor 2008, and I'll briefly touch on Inventor 2009, which is our next release coming out. Last week we had a press event, world press event, in San Francisco, California. We talked to a number of different press members. We had uh, a lot of press from around the world and spoke with them about new functionality coming out to a lot of Autodesk main products, Inventor being one of those. And we spent a bit of time showing some of the new functionality. So now we're able to, to actually talk about the new things coming out and you'll start to see some of that trickle out over the next couple of months. But today, as I mentioned, we're gonna talk a little bit about Frame Generator and I'll give you some ideas of what, uh, what to expect in, uh, in the future. But with that, let's jump over to Inventor. And I've got a couple of things going on here. I have a, a couple of different part files in an assembly. And with Frame Generator, this is a, a utility inside of Inventor. It comes with all, it's, it's with Inventor the series. Uh, you also get it with Inventor Professionals. It doesn't really matter what, what version of Inventor you have or what uh, package of Inventor you have. It comes with Frame Generator. And what, uh, what we're able to do with this is I can have both 2D and 3D sketches and use those to create frame members, still frame members, uh, different profiles based on different standards, and then weld them up if I want to. Uh, we also have the ability to use solid bodies for the outlying frame member as well. So with that, let's jump in and take a look at my 2D sketch. In fact, I have both 2D and 3D mixed together. You'll notice a part that I'm working on, we have a 2D rectangle, and then I projected that forward on a work plane in 3D space, and connected all the edges together. So we're going to use this to start off with and then we're going to use a solid body to give you an idea of other ways that we can do this. So with this particular part I'm going to go into my frame generator. In fact to get to frame generator you can go over to your panel bar where all of your tools are found. Hit the drop down while you're in the assembly. You can select uh, frame uh, the, the in fact I'm in frame design right now. Typically you'll be in the assembly panel drop it down, go to Frame Generator, and you'll notice you get a handful of different tools over here. <clears throat> well, the first one that we're going to use is Insert a Frame Member. This allows me to go to our standard library of members, choose what type of standard we're working on, what the cross-section we want to use, and then start picking edges that we want to use for our frame member. So in this case, I'm going to, I want ISO. We'll, we'll work with metric, and I can come in and specify that we want to use a rectangular profile. So I can see here that it's showing me the shape and the size of this particular um, component. And then I can come in and start selecting some of these edges. And you'll notice if I zoom in that it's giving me a profile of the orientation and the shape of this particular profile. We probably want it a little larger, so we're going to bump this up to, to probably something around 80 millimeters. Or 70 is probably fine. So we can see what that looks like, and I'm just going to select a couple more edges. We're not going to worry about framing this entire thing up, but you'll notice I can pick the edges that I'm interested in. I can then choose the material style that I want to use, so this is going to be the display properties of this. And then I also have, actually the material style is uh, what physical properties, and then I can choose my color style, which is going to be the physical properties of this particular member. I also have the ability to come in and change the orientation. So if I zoom in here a little bit, 
you'll notice as I change the orientation of this, it's going to offset everything outside of the 2D, 3D sketch. Or I can tell to go inside. I can orient it so that it's basically the center line, so it's going to bump it out so it sits on the center line. Uh, or I could say make everything completely in the center. So it allows me to orient it exactly how I would want this oriented. And I even have the ability to come in and add a, a value if I want to update or if I want to push it up from the center of one of these uh, orientation locations. So in this case we want it to be probably the upper right hand option. And then I want to rotate this probably 90 degrees. You'll notice that uh, let's enter in 90 degrees. We can see what it's going to look like there. It's rotating everything for me. And we may want to bump that to the center or out a little bit. So once I find the, the direction that I want it to be exactly where it's located and make sure that I'm not pushing it out 90 millimeters, there we go. So now let's, uh, let's do something to the inside of my frame structure. And once I'm happy with the orientation of it, all of the information here, I can simply just hit OK. You'll notice that it's going to create a new sub-assembly for me and put all of these frame members in there so I can see what this looks like. However, I may want to do some cleanup on here. We don't automatically miter or butt the, the corners differently because we're not, you know, in this case, we may not be sure exactly how you want this to, to be set up. You may want some mitered. You may want some at a, a, butt, uh, a butt joint. So in this case, I'm just going to come in and add a couple of miters. You'll notice that it gives me a, an option in here. I can put in an offset value. This is critical uh, for welding this. And we want to be able to have all of the, the frame members set up for a weldment. In fact, our, our weld tool in here will allow us to have a, a gap in there and then weld up the, the frame member with a gap. So we can actually come in and fill all that in and uh, specify what the gap is and all of that information. But in this case, we'll just do it at zero. And I'm going to step around here and pretty easily you'll notice that I'm able to create these members and put a, a 45 degree miter all the way around. Now you may wonder, you know, since I have this set up as a 2D sketch, if I change that under underlying sketch, what happens to my geometry? Well, let's come into this sketch, and I'm just going to change this dimension to be something like 7 feet tall, so it's a bit taller. And then let's make it perhaps a little bit narrower, we'll do 3 feet. So let's return that, you'll notice that everything is going to get updated and I can see my miters and everything are still in there. Now one of the things that's really nice about this, if you ever have a question on where the miters are found, you can actually go into that particular member in the subassembly, and underneath that particular component you'll notice that it's showing a miter and tr treatment. Now you could have a butt, so you're trimming one back from another. Uh, this is something that you would see basically any of those end treatments and you can either delete them or edit them so I could come back and readjust what the, the gap was if I realized later I wanted a gap in here. So this is a very powerful way to come in and create members. It's fully associative and it, it works off of 2D and 3D geometry. Now as I'm talking about 3D geometry, one of the things we can do, let's just get rid of the one that we've just created and we don't necessarily want to see that sketch anymore. We're going to turn on a solid part file. What this allows me to do is sometimes it's easier to create a solid, in fact often it's easier to create a solid body and then use the edges of that solid body for my reference geometry for the frame generator. So this is something I do quite often. I, I usually don't do a lot of sketching. I create a solid body. It may be that I want to add some sketch elements in here to use that as an edge. So you can do a, a hybrid of both solid body 2D and 3D sketches 
and kind of mismatch uh, whatever you need to use to create your frame. You can even come in and split this part in, uh, and have extra faces and use those edges for the frame generator. But we're going to come in with our frame generator and very similar to what we did a little earlier, we're going to use one of these frame members and I'm just going to come in, select all the edges around this particular component. You'll notice that it's very easy for me to come in and select those. And then when we look at this, we may want to change the orientation there. So we'll put that back to zero degrees like we had earlier. And then I can change the orientation to be inside. Now in this case, I also want this frame member to be a little bit larger. So I'm going to specify that we use something like 100 millimeters by 80 millimeters. And you'll notice what, uh, what it looks like now. In fact, 80 millimeters is probably a little bit wide. So we'll drop that down to be a little bit narrower, but not really critical in what I'm doing here. So once I have all of this, I've been able to select all of those edges all the way around my part. Now we want to come in and clean everything up. So the orientation is okay. We're just going to have it create these members. Once this is created, I probably want to turn off that solid body that I've created. And you'll notice what the members look like. And we can come in similar to what we did a little bit earlier. I can step around here on each of these components miter the corners. However, I don't necessarily want all of them mitered. You'll notice that we may want some of these. Let's uh, come back and just miter those up. I may want to trim some of, some of these members back. So you'll notice this, this vertical member. We want to trim it back to existing faces of the other members. So I can come in with a trim and extend face. and I'm just going to select both the front and the back tube and then we'll, gonna, we'll come in and select the face we want to trim them back. You'll notice that it sets them back on that face. Now I could add, I could enter an offset value there. Again, if I was welding or I wanted some tolerance, I could easily come in and add an offset. And this is fully associative. So if I make any changes to that underlying part, all of these treatments that I've put on here are going to be updated as well. So pretty quickly, I've been able to take that solid body, create a frame member around it, and then similar to what we did in the 2D and 3D sketch, if I make any design changes, it updates. Now, one of the, the great things about uh, working on a solid body is you can use grip editing. You know, grip editing is something that I can basically come in and pick a face, grab, if I, if I have the grips turned on, I can grab that grip and drag this out a little bit, tell it that we're done. So now when we return up, you're going to notice that that frame member is updated as well. So especially if you're doing some concept design, you're just trying to figure out what you're doing, this is a really nice way to lay out something very quickly, have a fully associative, and then make quick iterative changes and have everything update appropriately. Just to wrap this up, I want to go over to the drawing, and you'll notice a couple of things here. So we have, uh, first we have the, the parts in here, that we the sketches that we probably don't necessarily want to see in our parts list. This is something that I'll typically go into my parts list, my bomb, and put these as um, reference parts, so they're not going to show up in my bill of material. You typically aren't going to want those in your in your um, stock information. So with this, a couple of things that we may want to do. You can see it's showing the quantity of each of these members, so it's showing me the overall length of each member and what the part number is. And I can see that the stock number, most of these or all of these, are the same type of stock. So why not give me an overall length of all of the stock? So I can come into my parts list, and I'm just going to come into my part number, and I'm going to tell it that we want to group my settings, and I'm going to tell it to group everything by the stock number, because in this case, all of these members have the exact same stock number, and I want to group everything or condense them down and have it 
automatically tell me what the overall length of all these components are. So we'll do that. You'll notice that it comes up and shows the overall quantity, what the stock number is, and it's pretty easy for me to get all of this information. So a couple of really easy things to do with Frame Generator, and if you want to figure out how much stock you're going to be using, you can go into the parts list when you create your parts list and group everything together. So hopefully that's very beneficial for you, and hopefully it's something that uh, you may not have been aware of in the past, and now you, you are. So we just got done going over some of the Inventor 2008 uh, tools with Frame Generator, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Inventor 2009, some of the new enhancements that we have. I thought it would be fun to, to go over some of those, give you an idea of what's coming down the road. Uh, now with this, I know many of you have used Inventor to create decks and different outdoor furniture and things like that, different projects. So I thought it would be fun to use this particular example. It's a, a kid's play structure. And one of the big enhancements or the big requests that we've had for Frame Generator is custom profiles. So you'll notice that I can come in here, we'll go over to my Frame Generator, and I'm going to specify that uh, I've already determined I'm using a custom library. This is something that I've customized. I have my own profiles in here. You'll notice that I have cedar lumber, and I have three different sizes. I have a 2x4, 2x6, and a 4x4. And I can specify what color of, of wood I want to come in. And we could also specify what the material style, if I had a couple of different types of wood and I wanted to see what the difference in weight between them would be. And then I also have the, the same orientation type tools that we saw in 2008. So let's see some of the, the new things in, besides being able to have custom profiles. One of the first things we can do is by right-clicking, we can choose between a multi-select, chain select, or sketch select. We're going to go to a chain select, and you'll notice even though that these may not belong to the same sketch, uh, I can select one edge and have it chain across and select both of them. And then I probably want to be able to have a 4x4 four four member in here. So we'll just select 4x4 four four and we'll apply that. So you'll notice that pretty easily I've been able to use my custom profile. I can see what it looks like in here. Now the justification I probably meant for it to be center, but it's okay for what we're doing right now. Let's come back in here and I'm just going to select that center piece. We'll tell it to be center justified. And then I probably want to use some different different sizes. In fact, let's uh, let's come in here and uh, let's let's use five, four by four across the top for now. But then I want to use something like two by sixes for each of the rails here and then the floor of my play structure. So let's go to a two by six. And some of the new things that we've also added to Inventor are some of the navigation tools. So you'll notice that we've moved the view cube up to the upper right hand corner. This is something that you can customize. But I can spin this around. I can basically rotate it around without having to hit F4 or anything else. You still have F4 if you want. And then I can go to each of the, the different views. Now the thing that I really like about this is I have the ability to set up my drawings so that it uses whatever my, my view is set up in my 3D model. So instead of it having the, the different views that oftentimes are kind of mismatched with what I'm thinking, I can set my front view in a, a, a part or assembly, and then when I go into the drawing, I'm able to, to easily go in and say, use the front view from the, the assembly, and the way I go. So now, once we're in here, let's go to the front view, and I'm going to specify that we're going to select, we'll, uh, let's do a multi-select. I'm going to grab multiple edges here. So this is something that would have taken me multiple selections in the past, but you can see I can do it with one, one drag or a couple drags. And then I, I'm going to tell it to use 2x6. Let's make sure that it's orienting these appropriately. So it looks like it is. We'll apply that. We'll see it put them in place. 
and then we want to go over to the other side and do much the same thing. So it's something that would take me quite a bit longer between, well, if I didn't have custom profiles, I couldn't do any of this, but then also being able to just window select and easily creating the, the profiles where I want through window select is much faster than any other way that, uh, that I would be able to do it in the past. We'll also come in here and select perhaps the, the top of these. We want them to be maybe a, a two by four. So we'll just select each of those, tell it to be, we'll just pull this up so you can see it a little bit. We'll go to a two by four, and then we want, may want to change the orientation so I can tell it to go up or below my profile. You'll notice that uh, we can get it oriented where we want, and then we'll apply that. So pretty easily we've been able to come in, drop four by fours, two by sixes, two by fours, get them justified how we want through the multi-select. So these are, this is just a handful of, of new updates to Inventor 2009, uh, specifically for the frame generator. If you haven't seen the frame generator before, hopefully the, the 2008 frame generator stuff we covered, something that's beneficial, something you can use today. And then, you know, if, if you're really needing custom profiles, 2009 will have those. Now, if you just can't live without custom profiles before 2009, we do have a tool out on labs that you can download and install do much the same thing, create your own custom profiles, use them inside of uh, 2008 and accomplish much the same thing. You won't have the uh, multi-select tool or you know some of the selection capabilities, but uh, you can at least get your custom profiles if you want. So with that, hopefully this was beneficial. Hopefully you're able to find some new enhancements that maybe you weren't aware of in the past uh, or some functionality that you weren't aware of. And um, this really this concludes episode number 21 of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. Probably the next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about some of the what's new in Inventor 2009. So if there's something in particular you're interested in, uh, make sure and, and leave me some feedback. Send me an email and, uh, and let me know, and, and we'll see if we can address that. Uh, looking forward to seeing or showing some of the what's new and getting feedback on that. But hopefully, uh, hopefully you've been able to learn something and it's beneficial for you. And until next time, over and out.